And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one highly movable page of Talmud every day. Because on today's page, Sukkah 22, the rabbis, the kind of cats who asked questions about every single conceivable scenario, asked the following question. Okay, well, what happens? You know what? I'll let them ask. In the case of one who establishes his sukkah at the top of the wagon or at the top of the ship, although it is portable, it is fit as it is sufficient for a sukkah to be a temporary residence and one may ascend and enter it even on the first festival day. In other words, it is perfectly fine to have a sukkah on top of, say, a truck or a ship or a plane or whatever have you. A sukkah could be entirely movable, which, of course, conjured to me these very joyous images of the sukkahmobiles, those portable sukkahs that you see sometimes, especially in large cities like New York, operated, of course, by who else? The great Chabad Hasidim, the great Lubavitcher Hasidim. And I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the show one of my dear friends and teachers, one of the smartest people about the intersections of Judaism, religion, tech, anything really that matters or that is moving in this world. And it is my absolute thrill to say hello to the great Rav Mordechai Lightstone. Hello. Hi, Leo. How are you doing today? I am doing very well, and I'm very joyful, in part because I'm talking to you, in part because I'm imagining one of my favorite staples of the Sukkot holiday period, which is walking around the streets of the Upper West Side and then hearing some really happy music and looking around and seeing kind of a flatbed truck with a sukkah on it, which is, of course, the Chabad sukkah mobile, inviting you to come and, you know, fulfill some of the mitzvot if you hadn't had a chance, and not a lot of us here in New York City have the privilege of having backyards or, or even access to a sukkah in their own home. So tell us a little bit about the sukkahmobile or about how to celebrate Sukkot movingly. One of the principal themes of Sukkot, which as you're you know studying this track that I'm sure it's coming out, it's a holiday that expresses the unity of the Jewish people. It's found both in the Arba Minim, the four species that are you know classically known as the Lulav and Etrog, that are shaken together which each species represents a different type of Jew. Some people who are more into learning, some people are more into practical good deeds and charities, some people that are stronger in both, or, you know, a little bit of a boost in both, however, you know, they go about doing it. And the sukkah itself surrounds everyone inside of it. That when you go in the sukkah, it's a unifying factor that, you know, especially with the pretty tall sukkah, even someone like you, who's, you know, relatively tall, and someone like you is a little bit shorter, you know, can fit in it together, and your greatness and my, you know, not so much are on the same level. We're all surrounded by the sukkah and all encompassed by this construction. So in light of the kind of the message of unity of sukkah, it was an obvious, I guess, jump for the Chabad Chassidim at the Hester Rebbe to create the sukkah mobile. The sukkah mobile, as I'm familiar today, it's often, as, as you mentioned, Leo, it's a flatbed truck that has three or four walls on it and some schach, the plant material that goes on top or read mat or something like that, especially made for the sukkah. In the past, also trailers, very things like that. The sukkah mobile was really an outgrowth of the mitzvah tank. The mitzvah tank itself is the, the RV that you see going around, you know, throughout the rest of the year. And the, the mitzvah tank, it was kind of this Hasidic attempt to play on the vibe of the late 60s and early 70s. But at the time, if you think back to your Scooby-Doo, you have, you know, the magical missing machine, you have, <laughs> you know, these buses that would go around and, you know, would be covered with signs and blasting music and would get everyone's attention, you know, to, to drop out and, 
whatever it is. And so the mistake was made kind of riff off of that. There's a New York Times article from 1968 that speaks about the mitzvah tank, then known as a mitzvah mobile. The name mitzvah tank came later, but known as a mitzvah mobile parked in Union Square with all the hippies going around and you know, Harry Krishna's and all these different people going and making kind of noise. And there you had them blasting their music and getting Jews to drop in and connect on high to God to the performance of a mitzvah. So after this mitzvah tank was made, when the holiday of sukkah came around, it seemed like an obvious you know, next step to make the, take the sukkah on the go, like the way the Talmud explains here, how it's possible to take the sukkah and bring it around. And so not just in big cities like New York and Los Angeles, which are some of the earliest examples, but even you know, up in Buffalo, Rabbi Garari, who was the Chabad rabbi on campus there in the 60s and 70s, had a, a sukkah mobile going around with some awesome photos of him you know, with uh, hippies, long hair, and you know, sidewalks and all these different things going on, shaking love and a joke. So it's a chance for Jews of all kinds and all stripes to come in and connect. Since then, you know, there have been different iterations. You know, in Venice, there is a, a gondola sukkah. It's a gondola with a sukkah on it. The son of the one of the people who was behind the modern-day mitzvah tank created the petty sukkah, which is a pedicab with a sukkah in the back. So you can bike around, you know, Austin or Portland or any of these hit places and, you know, hitch a ride in the sukkah on the back of a, a bicycle. Unbelievable. Can you share with us one of your favorite accounts of interacting with people on a mitzvah tank or a sukkahmobile? A moment that you really felt like you were connecting? On a mitzvah tank, I would have to say that having a chance to be with you and the other unorthodox hosts is definitely a highlight for a long time now. Being able to spend time and seeing you guys go out and do some, you know, fill and wrapping or attempted fill and wrapping and Shabbat candle distribution of people. But in terms of a sukkahmobile, I have this memory. I probably was 15 years old or something like that. Someone coming and uh, pulling up a sukkahmobile and saying, let's go to UCLA campus in Los Angeles. I'm from originally. We're going to go to UCLA. We're going to park the sukkahmobile with the Chabad Rabbi on campus, and we're going to get some people to shake love and intro. So we pull up the sukkahmobile, we park. Everyone else has, you know, uh, it's on Bruin Walk or whatever it is over there, where everyone else has their, you know, table set up, and we have our sukkahmobile going. And I'm sitting outside with the love and intro. And first, someone comes by. This was in the early 2000s. Somebody thought I was filming some sort of student Star Wars film because I had a long lulav <laughs> and a trogue. It's like, cool, man, organic lightsaber. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then after that, a group of Japanese, uh, I don't know if they were exchange students or tourists, whatever they were, came up to me. And they took out a camera. And I thought they wanted me to take a picture of them in front of the Sukumobile. But instead, they actually wanted to take a picture of me. And so each one lined up, one after the other, you know, holding my little netro, posing next to the Sukumobile. And they, they asked me also to do, you know, kind of an anime style to hold my fingers as a V for victory. And so I there's some pictures of me floating somewhere around Japan on someone's camera of uh, a young Mordechai like the pre-rabbi posing in front of a Sukumobile. Unbelievable. Well, Rabbi Mordechai so may we all have the pleasure pretty soon now of sitting together in the Sukkah and celebrating this most wonderful of Jewish holidays. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Leo. It's been an absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one 
or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.